David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago Sun-Times sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, you brought two girls in that are not only lovely ladies, but <laughs> athletes also. Yeah. You well, get the best of both worlds with them. We try, we try. Welcome to the Real Housewives of Glenview. <laughs> ah, thank you. Great, thank you. Starring Libby Hurley and Betsy Knox. We are glad to be here. A couple yes, of thank you. triathletes, also authors of a book, Try the Journey, a woman's, a women's inspirational guide to becoming a triathlete in 12 weeks. It works for guys, too? Absolutely. Put your wig on, grab your skort, and come join us. <laughs> Is it 12 weeks for guys or longer? Because guys are slower than women, from what I hear. Yeah, we give you guys about 14. You know, you're a little <laughs> slacking a little bit there. No, 12 weeks for, for men, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Betsy, how did you get started in all this? Um, well, I had done some running races, and I was just kind of ready to do something different. And I looked at the Glenview Park Center and saw a flyer for Together We Try, the training program, and I thought this is just what I need to get me started so I can do a triathlon and know how to do it right and, um, you know, get me to the, the take the journey and get me to the finish line with a bunch of people, too, with a group, group atmosphere. So was this Libby's class that she was teaching? Yes. She's been doing the program for quite a while and um, has been established at the in Glenview and Chicago. And so I joined her group that we met twice a week and I followed her program and I was um, totally inspired and very excited and lived to tell about it. Lived to tell about it. So oh, yeah. you run around Ready. the Glen? We do. do. Yeah. You probably see a haggle of women running around and a bunch of men. We have, we've trained over 6,000 athletes to date and um, we take brand new beginners to elite triathletes or elite athletes who have never put all three together. We have a great time doing it. Okay, so Libby, how did you get started in all this? Well, um, I was a PA in neurosurgery and neuroresearch practicing in San Francisco, and I saw the escape from Alcatraz and um, decided I needed a new challenge. Had no idea what I was getting myself into, um, but bought every book, every article, and still... Um, Still couldn't figure out what I was doing. By race day, I was somewhat ready. Um, swam my 1.5 miles in, in, um, in Alcatraz, biked my 18, um, ran my 8 miles, and crossed the finish line feeling like it had absolutely changed my chemistry. I was so amazed that I had um, accomplished that goal, something that I thought I never could have done, and just felt like I needed to extend that experience to others. So... Together We Try was born. So you swam in the Pacific Ocean from Alcatraz? Yeah, mm-hmm. in 50-degree uh, degree water. It's, it's pretty Aren't those shark-infested waters? That's why I don't have a right leg. <laughs> 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 Kidding. Um, yeah, we, we claim it's shark-infested waters, but we just swim faster than them, and, you know. <laughs> now, you do wear an outfit when you're in that We do, absolutely. Degree. You wear a, tri- um, a wetsuit, you wear a thermal cap, you wear wax in your ears, um, Anything you do to try to keep yourself insulated um, and preventing hypothermia. So how does that compare to Lake Michigan? It really doesn't. Um, First of all, there's not the smell of oil. (laughs) 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 But, um, 
you know, Lake Michigan can get cold, and the majority of people do wear wetsuits, but um, no sharks. Um, and, um, you know, the, the triathlons, the Chicago Triathlon or the Lifetime Fitness Triathlon has, it's the biggest triathlon in the world, so it's very well run. There's 7,200 athletes that do the race. And um, so it's, a, it's a, a different monster, but um, just a ton of fun. They're all very inclusive, all levels, just a great time. So, Betsy, will you be doing the Chicago Triathlon? I will be, yes. And I just completed the Pleasant Prairie Triathlon up in Wisconsin, the Olympic distance last Sunday, or two Sundays ago. How pleasant was that? Um, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was wonderful. <laughs> great lake, and um, it, was a, it was a great triathlon. And there were a couple of pro, pro triathletes there, and there's beginners. It's a great mix of people that do that one. But I was going to say, Chicago is such a great area to to train because you've got the lakes, you've got a lot of great beaches, got a great some great lakes in the suburbs, um, lakefront, a lot of uh, good bat, bike paths and running. Places. Places. Yeah, under Mayor so, Rahm Emanuel, yes. you have all these bike right. paths now. That's right. right. We want them to join our training group. Get them out. Yeah, here. yeah that's right. You just have to out, <laughs> you have to outrun the muggers in Chicago right now. <laughs> but I'm. <bum>. Uh, <laughs> that's part of the uh, interval work. Yeah. <laughs> Get you faster. Sprinting. So, Libby, will you be in the Lifetime Triathlon as well? I have over 100 athletes um, participating in that one, so I'll be their cheerleader. That's, that's your way of saying no. no not, done not, many I've times. done it many, many yeah, times. Yeah. But uh, my um, third Ironman was last summer, and I usually take every other year. I kind of um, take a summer a little bit easier after, after an Ironman. So this is my easy summer. Betsy, who's faster, you or Libby? Oh gosh, Libby's an awesome swimmer. She's she's that's where her background is. Um, and it's you know we we don't we do, sometimes do different races and every race course is different. Betsy so. can kick my butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's her kind way of saying I can beat her and swim. She passes me quickly in the bike and you know whips me in the run. What's the harder thing to do? Is it the running, the swimming, or the biking? It's all dependent on your um, ability. A lot of people have a background in marathoning and they'll come in being a stellar runner, but they can't put their head in the water. They can't swim in length in the pool. And some people haven't been on a bike since they were 10. So really, it's your background, your ability. There's some fear factor going into swimming um, or some some people in cycling. So for me, um, running is my hardest. And, um, you know, for many that in our program in particular, swimming is their biggest fear. For those of us who would find any one of those elements the most daunting, how do you get people into triathlon? Well, I think the biggest message is um, that it is very inclusive, that anybody can do it wherever your base is, whether it's, honestly, if it's couch potato, we have all been there. We have all fallen shy of fitness, and you just start where you are, if, whether that's a 20-minute walk, whether it's getting in the water and bobbing, whether it's getting your bike with a basket and a bell on it and riding around your neighborhood, just starting to experience kind of those childhood loves again of swimming, biking, running. And then, like our book, measures everything out, maps everything out so it's completely non-intimidating. And we take you from a very base level, step by step, through the 12 weeks until you're ready for race day. Now, Betsy, Mm -hmm. the book contains stories, for those of us who are couch potatoes, (laughs) of people who have gone way beyond what they thought they could mm-hmm. accomplish. So it very much so. I- inspirational mm-hmm. tales as well as how to. Right, right, definitely. We've got um all women's stories, some that are moms, some that have been career women, um trying to kind of juggle a very busy lifestyle with family, career, 
um, other things going on in their lives, and we kind of explain how they've been able to do it to help motivate and inspire other people that you can do it too. Uh, there are ways to find time in your schedule, and um, you know you can you can put it all together, and it actually empowers you, and I think makes you a better person overall, more energy, um, you become a better person, uh, wife, mother, and um, person overall. How anal do you have to be to be able to compartmentalize all this and get everything done and raise a family and have a spouse and all this other good stuff? It's multitasking. It's not carp- carp- you know, compartmentalizing. It's multitasking. It's Which doing it all at once. My wife tells me all the time, women are much better yeah. at multitasking yeah. than yeah. men. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It is all um, finding time for everything. And I always say I'm the uh, queen of being being mediocre. I'm not. I don't excel in anything, but I dabble in um, in a lot. And for me to have a goal of triathlon, have a goal of giving myself the gift of health, um, really helps me um, inspire others, helps me be a better mom, and I feel like I have the energy to, to reach out to others when I give myself that gift. If, if being the queen of mediocre makes you happy, <laughs> however, that's a good <laughs> thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, very much. There sure. is there is something to be said for mediocrity. Sure. You know, p- people poo-poo it all the time. I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Didn't our last president strive for mediocrity? <laughs> <laughs> Only on a good day. Yeah. <laughs> your body seems yeah. to take a pounding with the swimming and the running and the bike. I mean, don't, I mean, are your knees like shot? Not at all. In fact, we have a lot of runners that come to us that say, "Oh, I can't run anymore. I've been doing um, so many road races. I've been doing marathons, and my knees are shot." And once they do the full body multi-sport training, they become so much stronger, and then their muscles are taking the impact as opposed to their joints taking the impact. I mean, swimming, right, swimming. works. You know, mm-hmm. your core, your upper body, your arms. I mean, everything. Cycling, same thing. You're working a ton of your core and I mean, all of your, your glutes, your hands, your quads. And um, so by having the um, cross-training effect, you really are becoming much healthier, much stronger, much more able um, than doing the mono sport. And it's much more interesting, I think, because you can do each, uh, each sport twice a week. And um, it just mixes things up. And, of course, you build healthfully right. on a safe um, manner. You don't. You know, if you're not used to running, you don't go out and run 10 miles today. Um, you know, we build you from some people do a two-minute walk, two-minute shuffle, two-minute walk, two-minute shuffle for the first 20 minutes, and then we build on that. What's a shuffle? <laughs> is, that, is that less it's, than a walk? It's like the electric slide. You know, we do a little dance out there. You know, it's music a, on. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's just a, a very slow, um, they call it chi running, and it's a very slow form of running that's... Um, Kind of simulating a run, but it's it's about as fast as a, a a fast walk. Kind of like Adam Dunn running the first base with the white side. There you go. <laughs> or Carnero. So Betsy, is is there one age that is better, twenties, thirties, forties, to get started in all this? Can I say, oh, I'm too old to? Not never. at all. I can't Not use that excuse. Can't no use way. that excuse. Darn. Uh, most of the triathlons are set up in age groups, so you're competing against people in your own age group. Um, and we, there are people in their teens that that do it. And there's people I've, I've seen people in their 70s mm-hmm. um, doing triathlons. So there's different distances, and you can do a sprint distance, a shorter distance, an Olympic, a half Ironman or Ironman. So it's good to we encourage people to start out with like a sprint distance, get to know the sports, and how it all works. And um, but really anybody of any age 
Any age can do it. Is there an yeah. overweight division that I might be there able is. to? Clydesdale. The Clydesdale division. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, there's hope for us. <laughs> See, still no excuse. No, what are the Clydesdale? What else? Do they I mean, like they, walk the Chia Pet style and drink <laughs> beer or what? They shuffle. No. They shuffle. No, they do. No, they. No, they, they do the, the entire yeah, race. They are just really um, ranked within athletes that are in the same weight bracket. But they still yeah. do it. No excuses. Everybody's encouraged to I give it a try. I keep looking for. Keep no looking excuse. for excuses not to do this. <laughs> what is the youngest you could do to be a triathlete? The youngest you'll take somebody? Um, seven. They have kids super sprints, and um, they will allow um, kids as early as seven to enter those races. Do you train any seven-year-olds? We do not, but we're um, that's been such a huge focus. So many of our our athletes have children that want to race, and so they're begging us, "Come on, let's come up with a, a tr- together we try for children." And we have a kids' event that we will be doing next summer, which is a kids' triathlon out of Glenview. But, but we're going to so move into it. Most of your teaching is out of the Glenview Park District. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Most of our training starts there, and then we do all of our training outside, and then um, Lakeshore Athletic Club in the city as well. Any, any plans for a sequel to try the journey? We hope so. Or, or a men's version, maybe? Sure. Yeah, we Betsy and I have talked about it. Right. Um, this has been such an exciting thing to write, and and really we just wanted to inspire people to believe in themselves, and I think we've we've done a good job at that, and we'd like to have a bigger reach with a bigger audience, okay. and um, so we'll keep an eye out for us. Where did when did the book come out? In January. Yep. Not How are January. sales been so far? Been great. Good. Yeah, we've had a couple of really exciting book signings and. Um, you had a recent one at the bookseller. Mm-hmm. We did, and we had a WGN spot and mm-hmm. your wonderful article. Okay. <laughs> the Sun Times, <laughs> which was awesome. That um, should have launched you to the top of the New York Times bestseller yeah. list. I was surprised it wasn't in the top Exactly. 10, we were hoping Oprah would call after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's given up the show, though. <laughs> she's going to be hosting the Oscars next year, allegedly. Oh, okay. So with this book, how do you get it? Do you have to go to your website or Amazon or... All of the above. Um, Amazon, Kindle, Together We Try, Try the Journey, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can Google much, it yeah. and you'll be able to find some links to where how you did, can buy it. How did, Betsy, how did you decide to write a book? I mean, what goes into it? Just sit down and say, okay, Libby, let's write a book or what? Well, Libby approached me um, since it's her program and I've been a writer for several years. And, you know, she had known all of these athletes and just wanted to um, – Really pull them all together again, and we have the stories for each of each athlete relates to the topic of each chapter. So um, it's it's basically the program, how to get started, um, you know, injury prevention, and the intervals. Um, I guess the phases, if you will, of the program. Um, and this is you know, something... getting a base and then building a peak and. And going from there, okay. so it's it's organized. That Can way. you still eat junk food? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Potato skins. Bring them on. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Betsy? What's your favorite junk food? My favorite junk food. I do love dark chocolate. I love well, dark that's, chocolate that's, with that's some peanuts. That's right. That's right. medicinal. To, I, what kind of junk food is I that? I thought that was a health food. <laughs> Come on, what do you mean? I do love bad. ice cream. Ice cream is my downfall too, mm. especially in the summer. <laughs> Hydration, an important part of this process? Definitely. Huge. Yeah, we say nutrition is the fourth sport of triathlon. And if you're not hydrating, refueling, you're not going to make it through the race um, as powerfully as you could. And you don't want to risk all of that training to not hydrate and not finish well. Okay. So how do you hydrate and not have to go to the bathroom during the course of the race? Or, or do you go so, to the Sometimes you do. <laughs> sometimes you 
squat on yeah. the grass and transition and <laughs> number one that is oh, okay. <laughs> let me clarify but you can we recommend There's, you put your water bottle on your bike and the bike is the uh, best opportunity to drink because you're sitting and you can sip every 15 20 minutes and take a gel in or oh, that's supposed to be wa- like that. water not alcohol right oh. so you don't drink the water <laughs> in lake michigan or the pacific no don't do that that's right <laughs> Um, and then uh, always on the run course, there's water stations. Um, so we recommend, too, that even if you also dump it over your head, it cools you down. But, but often you're sweating out right. at the amount that you're okay. absorbing. So usually running to the porta potty is not that much of an issue. You guys do salt tablets? Do people do salt tablets anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically on the sh- uh, shorter course, on the sprint or the Olympic, it's not as necessary. On the longer, um, the half iron and the Ironman, it's very important to keep up with your sodium, your potassium. And so that's a, that's mm-hmm. kind of a whole nother. Um, so you drink Gatorade then? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So during the short course, usually we have one um, water bottle, one Gatorade, and there are little electrolyte shot blocks that a lot of our athletes use. No banana smoothies? You can do it. That's a little hard to run with. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's for after the race. Right? That's right. Or those power bars? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, any of those supplemental bars... Kind of whatever works for you. Some people don't like to chew on things while they're biking and running, and the shop blocks may be easier. Just the Gatorade in a liquid form is easier than, you know, chomping on a bar. Those bars taste like dog food. (laughs) I had one. I had a power bar before I came just to get in the right mental. (laughs) Why you look so strong today? That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, what has been your hardest race you ever ran? Let's see. I would probably say my Louisville Ironman um, three years ago was probably my hardest and most rewarding. It was... Uh, uh, at Churchill Downs? It, yeah, we passed it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Libby's in the lead. Coming out of the turn. Here. She's at two to one. Um, no. Running <laughs> against uh, Citation Sun. Or, right. <laughs> or what's that movie that was out a couple or last year? The Disney horse movie. Oh, my Secretary. God. Secretary. Secretary, yeah. yeah. No, Secretary beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so Louisville was difficult. The heat got to me. My whole family was there watching me. So, of course, I wanted to finish well. And um, it was like 103 heat index. The pros were dropping off left and right. And I just got a little bit behind in my fluids. Had to sit out for a little bit before the marathon. But um, finished. And um, just was so rewarding seeing my, my family out there with their, you're my hero signs. and um, But that was a tough one for me mentally to get through as well. So if you're going to plan a triathlon, you want some place where it's not too warm. Is that the idea, Betts? I think so. It's a good idea if you can. <laughs> Although they're all in the summer. Early in the spring is a good time. And weather is often unpredictable. Right. So it's, it's good yeah. to practice in all right. rain and so shine. You, you want something with no humidity, near sea level, right. some in, in about 60 degree temperature. Which would be perfect. The ideal. I think yes. San Francisco is a pretty right. pretty good. Yeah, Seattle, race San Francisco, place. yeah, mm-hmm. West Coast, yeah. But thank you again for coming in and oh. tell people to buy your book, try the journey. Thank you so thank much. And hopefully they do try the journey. Yeah, and I hope you guys join us too. I biked six miles today and I'm tired. Good for you. <laughs> thank you again. Thank you. I'm much. tired to hear that he biked six miles. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Again, that was Libby Hurley and Betsy Knoxon. Again, good luck with your book. And when we come back. We hope to have on the line Wendell Middlebrooks, actor, spokesperson. He does it all. You listen to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com.